Blog Talk Radio. I gotta listen till the mic turns off. But now I'm here, I cannot go soft. I found myself when the rest got lost. I'll be the last one that they write off. I gotta listen till the mic turns off. But now I'm here, I cannot go soft. I found myself when the rest got lost. I'll be the last one that they write on. I know we're up and coming, but I feel as if we made it. Imagination is greater than public education. Quotations, I'm just saying, never let your dreams be taken. Take the hatred, build it up, and bring it down as motivation. Success is waiting, so why ignore it? When you can meet it, tomorrow morning. They're yelling, where you going? Soaring, open up the curtains. As of now, I'm loving what I'm doing, so it's worth it. I was told it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, that's what they said to me. Middle school a loser, now I'm standing with integrity. And they see, maybe he just may be greater than he may seem. Put together my team, I dream reality. I gotta live till the mic turns off. Now I'm here, I cannot go slow I found myself when the rest got lost I'll be the last one that they write off I gotta live till the rest is But now I'm here, I cannot go slow I found myself when the rest got lost I'll be the last one that they write on. I was born to kill hits, maybe I'll get filthy rich Dirty money coming clean, premature I thought of it Little boy with big dreams, I was just a bigger thinker Step outside the box and maybe you can see the bigger picture Thinking shows with bigger crowds, hold more people than allowed Better get your ticket, cause in an hour they selling out Everybody's hands up, know the song and yelling at it Even if you ain't a fan, you leave my show and love me now People got dreams, don't ever chase it, unused talent, go ahead and waste it, live it, I'll shut them in the face it, forget past and try to erase it, I never have and I never will proceed, if you understood my path and you understood my need. I gotta live till the mic turns off, but now I'm here, I cannot go soft, I found myself when the rest got lost. I'll be the last one that they write off. I gotta live till the mic turns off. But now I'm here, I cannot go soft. I found myself when the rest got lost. I'll be the last one that they write off. Thank you, thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Right Way Live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host. Malik Wright. This is all sponsored by BackSportsPage.com. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Phelps. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Preseason. Well, you know, I, you know it's, 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 uh, I want to apologize for not being on the air last week. I had some issues, uh, but uh, sorting things out. Now, uh, you know, we're going to dig deep into the NFL for a little bit. There's not too much going on right now besides the preseason. So we're just going to basically tackle that and, you know, get your thoughts. So, Brian, I have a question for you. What's going on? Who would you say was the most impressive team or what team or player on a team stood out to you the most during this first All right, I'm, I'm going to sound very repetitive just like everyone else, but, like, Dak Prescott was so impressive against Los Angeles. 
it it remind, watching him reminded me how important an offensive line was though, because I see all these other young quarterbacks and they have so much trouble handling the rush, yeah. handling the blitzes and all that, and he just stood in there and was delivering the ball on a dime on everything. Dak Prescott really looked like Cam Newton out there at the Coliseum. Yeah. He was so impressive. How about you? Uh, I'd say the most impressive for me, you know, watching uh, the preseason, I would have to probably say, um, that's a good question. <laughs> it was uh, it was a few good players. I mean, that Prescott was definitely one of them. But um, I if I if I had to, I would go with uh, Alec Erickson uh, for my team. Um, of course. <laughs> all, all be, but uh, but. No, all Bengal picks aside. I, I, matter of fact, I, I'd go with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he proved to me that oh. he can run the offense. He proved to me they can run the okay. offense. And uh, yeah, so Jimmy, I don't, I don't want to give Patriots too much credit, but um, Jimmy Garoppolo definitely proved to me that he can actually run the offense and you know be semi-successful. She's obviously not Tom Brady, but I do think that he's. Um, Kind of, he kind of reminds me of Adrian McCarron a little bit out there his first season. You know, he kind of reminds me of him a little bit out there. Little, I agree story, with that. You know? I, actually, I, see, I see that a lot, actually. I thought he was okay in the first week. I thought he yeah. looked better as the game progressed. He was a little nervous early on. He looked great today. Okay. He's been looking great today. Yeah. Yeah. But last week, I think – but he looked solid last week. I, I agree with you. I uh, and Adrian McCarron's a good uh, comparison, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um. As a matter of fact, before we continue, we have our fantasy guy on the phone with us, Michael Piccarelli. So he's going to join us right now. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Hey, Malik. How are you, man? Thanks for having me on. No problem, Mike. No problem. You know you're part of the family here. Um, you know, we're just talking a little bit of preseason football, um, you know, just with the happenings that's going on around the, the preseason um uh, we were we were just talking about you know who stood what team stood out to us the most well what player but um that that is that leads to my next question you know um Brian you can answer this Mike you can answer this if you guys did catch it what team stood out to you guys the most in the preseason for week one what team should I should I go first or I mean yeah go ahead bro try um what team I'm gonna I I don't want to sound like you know but. I was impressed a lot with the Patriots' defense, and I don't want to sound like, you know, because I'm a Patriots fan and all that. I was just – and not the offense, just the defense in particular. We forced a lot of turnovers of New Orleans, um, and we had a complete performance on defense. A lot of stops. We let up a big play to Drew Brees, the first play of the game, but other than that, I thought the defense was impressive, especially Trey Flowers. He was supposed to get a lot of burn last season, but he got hurt. So it was nice to see him make some plays on the defensive end of the ball. Uh, he got the pit, I mean, the uh, fumble recovery and ran it back for a touchdown. Jaden Collins got the pick and ran it back for a touchdown. So I thought our defense was pretty good. How about you? How about you guys? Um, uh, well, Malik, I'm going to actually answer this a little bit more on the individual side, on the player side. I heard you guys speaking about that right before I came on as far as what players. Um, I don't really want pay attention to preseason. It's hard to really – um, you know, watch and pay attention to games and, and break them down. Um, so I go based upon mostly what I, I, I go based upon mostly what I what I read on people and you know majority opinions this that, and the other thing. But for individuals, 
Um, I thought Mike Thomas showed me a little something. He's getting me a little excited. Um, made some plays, got down the field. Uh, looks like he could uh, he could play. Uh, and I was pretty impressed um, by the Tennessee running backs, uh, both Murray and Henry. I'm a little bit more of a Murray guy, uh, but they did a lot of work on their offensive line, which a lot of people are underestimating, um, and that goes a long way. Um, so I was uh, I thought that was a, a good sign for fantasy. Agreed, agreed. I, I definitely agree with that one. Um, but to answer the question, um, I'm going to have to say uh, the, there were well, there were three teams that impressed me, and it's kind of I'm saying three teams because it's kind of a bit of a stalemate for me. Um, the Miami Dolphins impressed me. They uh, yeah. they really did. Uh, you know their ability to execute on offense. I mean, obviously they have a lot of growing pains and defense. Their defense was uh, was uh, pretty pretty good, better than last year, I'd say. But you know, like you said, it is preseason. You know, uh, we can't base too many things off the preseason. But for the second team that impressed me, I would have to say is uh, the Jets, actually. Um, and I can't even believe I'm saying that, but the Jets impressed me. Yeah. The Jets uh, showed me uh, efficiency, that they can be efficient. You know, Geno Smith impressed me. Geno Smith impressed me. I, um, and the reason why I said this is because he, he showed that he had, I don't know, it seems like he, he grew. He, he grew. You know, over the, over the course since he's been in the league to me, he showed a little bit of maturity. Uh, you weren't seeing the same Geno, at least I wasn't. I don't think seeing the same Geno who would uh, basically give himself up to the sack and not give it to the ball. It seemed like he was playing a little bit smarter. But for the third team, I would have to say that impressed me. Obviously, the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah. Out the Bears. I mean, uh, so it just speaks to a, as a you know as a team as a collective unit how they are and how they mesh well together. You know, I'm, I'm very, very curious to see how they respond in the regular season, how that team will play in the regular season. I'm very, very curious. You know, I want to see, for, for the matters, you know, uh, who's going to be their quarterback. I was going to get the quarterback, uh, I think his name is Trevor Simeon. Sim, Simeon? Uh, yeah. He proved that he learned a lot under Peyton Manning, that he wasn't taking the uh, few short years he had with Peyton Manning with a grain of salt. He actually put that to, you know, put, he actually showed his ability so much so that his name is now being thrown in there for an opportunity to see who's going to be the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. We all thought Paxton Lynch mm-hmm. was a lock-in, you know, to be the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. But, as I said, you know, uh, preseason, it's where stars are born. Um, I, I can remember a few years back, nobody knew who Victor Cruz was. Um, and, yeah. you know, he made, a, he made a name for himself. So if there's an opportunity to make a name for yourself, it's definitely going to be in preseason. But to switch gears here, um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, fantasy. But, but, but right now what I want to ask people, well, well the topic I want to talk about is, what did you guys think about um, Tyrod, Tyrod, um, Tyrod, I think his name is Tyrod Taylor's contract, that he, uh, the, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills? He got a six-year deal, um, I want to say worth $90 million, um, for you know, to be the starting quarterback of, the Buffalo Bills. Now, to me, that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit much, especially for you know a guy who hasn't really done much. I mean, we know he can run, we know he's athletic, we know he's good, but I don't think he's approved himself to be, you know, one of the top tier quarterbacks in the league, and that's top tier league, you know, quarterback money, I think at least. So, what, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, bro. Um, I think the price tag for Taylor is really steep. I've followed him throughout his college career at uh, Virginia Tech. 
I really, I've always really loved Tyron Taylor. Um, I think yeah. he showed a lot last year. I think he was really impressive last season, actually, even though they kind of had a disappointing year. Um, like you said, he can move around. He's shown his ability to throw the ball, and he's shown his ability to come through late in game. Um, but the Bills, they just, I don't know, they just love throwing out these ridiculous contracts to quarterbacks, like Brian Fitzpatrick and, like, I don't know. I mean, six years is a lot. It's not going to, like, solve their long-term quarterback issue. He's not going to be the answer. He's not going to win a Super Bowl. I don't know why he's making that type of money. I feel like they could have gotten him for a lot cheaper. But, I mean, if you're his agent and you're seeing how much Ryan Tannehill is getting paid, and he's better than Ryan Tannehill at this point. I mean, you uh, know, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, to, I, I can't agree with that. I think he's can't agree with that. I think he's – at this point, I'm, I'm going to go with – I'd rather have Taylor on the team right now. Right now, I would rather – I'd say Tyler Taylor. At least Taylor can do around the ground, right, Brian? What were you saying? I said at least Ty Rogers and Taylor gives you the threat of his of his legs to pick up a first down and more where where Tannehill exactly. doesn't. I'm I'm intrigued by Tannehill. I owned a lot of Tannehill last year in fantasy, so I watched a lot of them, and he was just he was just bad, man. He uh, for a minute I thought he had that Bill Lazor offense kind of um, going for him. It was fast paced. He was moving the ball, and then obviously they got rid of Lazor, and that didn't really work out. And you know, again, one preseason game is one preseason game, but. He was just holding on to the ball really long against the Giants, and he just looked I, – I, as of now, I'm not touching any Dolphins. I mean, Jarvis Landry, you know, is a pretty good pick, but, you know, people are really high on Devontae Parker. Yeah, people are really high on Devontae Parker, but when push comes to shove, the guys that are around him, I'm probably going to trust their quarterback more than I trust Parker's. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I think, I think that's What was the guaranteed money for Tyrod Taylor, Malik? Uh, the guaranteed money for Tyler Tyrod Taylor, I have it right in front of me. Um, you know, you, I know it's ninety. I know it's, it's ninety. Uh, yeah, you always have to say like, okay, if not so and so, then who? It's easy to say, you know, exactly. Get rid of a guy. Exactly you know, saying. who are you going to replace him with? So, t- you know, like what it what what gets me a little confused is why Buffalo like felt the need to do this before the actual contract ended. They weren't willing to roll the dice to see whether he had a, con- a Flacco contract year. Otherwise, they're in a better position where the, the tables are on, on their side a little bit. But I don't expect much much sure, else sure. in the Bills, straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now that's, 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 that's all I, I – that's all I – you know, that's that's all I mean by this. I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback. He definitely has a, a nice upside. I, I saw – you know, we played against him a lot. And since I agree, I agree. He's a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, but I don't think he's – Worth you know uh, nine million guaranteed personally. Yeah, give him uh, a healthy McCoy, Joe, uh, a healthy Watkins. Joe, Joe Flacco yeah, isn't yeah. worth what he gets. Tannehill's not worth what he gets, or a lot of quarterbacks aren't worth what they get. And it's extremely, but, extremely but, hard to find. But even a decent quarterback extreme. in free agency. This so. is extreme. This is extreme is, though, because it was his first year with the Buffalo Bills, and he already received his contract. And it's crazy that you know. But, you know, I, I would say sports contracts these days are crazy. I mean, look at yeah, – this is totally, totally, totally left field. But look at the contract LeBron James just got. He just signed a well, three-year, $100 million contract. So I just think athletes' contract uh, – you know, the money athletes make are – you know, it's, it's crazy nowadays. You know, you, and then you think about guys like Joe Montana, guys like Dan Marino, hmm. guys who played, you know – Played in a, uh, what some would call the glory days of the NFL. You know, uh, you look at the, co- the contracts, the money they made, 
they didn't even like see half of what these guys nowadays are seeing. And you know, you can't tell me Tyron Taylor is better than Dan Marino or uh, Joe Montana or you know one of these quarterbacks. Of you know, I mean, but like you, it's different times, I guess. But it's, exactly, it's kind of, I mean, it's just mind-boggling. I feel like when now with the NFL, you don't even have to be. You don't even have to be good to make that kind of money. You have to be average. And that says that's saying a lot. That that is saying a lot. That is starting quarterback top tier, you know, in the league, like top five, top three month type of money, I think it is at least. I mean, I could be wrong guys, but that's just where I fall. I mean, look at look at Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick got that contract. Uh, what has he done since? Nothing. Mm-hmm. And and now well, I don't know if you guys heard there's a no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I didn't mean to, like, interrupt or anything, but it's kind of hard to compare someone like LeBron James to Tyler Taylor. LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world. You no, know? no, I mean, no, there are a lot of... We, we, I, mean, we, I know what you're saying. We, 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 I know we, what you're saying. We know that. But contracts, contracts today in sports are absolutely ridiculous. And the difference between guys like Dan Marino and stuff like that and is they played in a different time in the leagues. These leagues didn't generate as much revenue then as they do now. You don't see all this advertisement in the NFL like you did in the 90s and in the 80s. The NFL makes billions and oh. billions of dollars, and that trickles oh, down not, to each an individual not, team. So I, and and I get what you're saying. Not, it's a lot of money, but it's and a I'm top not, five. And I'm, not, and I'm not speaking against that. I'm not saying that the NFL doesn't make billions on top, billions of dollars. Uh, but what I am saying is this Come on, teams! Like, come on, NFL teams! Like, we're it's 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 what thirty-two teams in the NFL. Like, you gotta make better better decisions. You know that money because then we all know we, especially you, Mike. You, Mike, you've seen this story before. Guys get signed for a big contract, and then after a year when they don't perform, what happened? They ask the quarterback to take a pay cut, and uh-huh. the quarterback doesn't want to take a pay cut. Yep. And you know it becomes this huge cycle. It's the same thing with the franchise tag. Players have one good year. And if you guys always notice, it's always their contract year. The players play great. They play great mm-hmm. their contract year. They get franchise tag. And then what happens? This is why I don't like the franchise tag. It gives players a false card. sense of it gives players a false sense of of reality. I guess um, these player these players you you get thirteen sacks in a season. Okay, then you sign a franchise tag for some ridiculous amount of money. And then when it's time to renegotiate, when it's time to actually negotiate for your contract, what happens? You're going to want to make that money that you were making, even though you didn't have as good of a year. Why? Because you already tasted that money. So you know, I, you know, it all we can go on. We can go about this day after day. I yeah. I just think that the contracts that these players get in the NFL are ridiculous, especially Tyrod Taylor only being with the Buffalo Bills one year. The, what I would have done if I was in, you know the shoes of the Buffalo Bills upper management, I would have signed Tyrod Taylor to a year deal or uh, to another year deal or another or two year deal at best. You know, have kind of like prove it to us, prove that, you know, what, you know, what we're giving you, what we're, what we're giving you is actually, you know, you're actually worth more. You know, that's what I think it is. I mean, I, I think I said it with Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco got that deep contract after winning the Super Bowl. It was an impressive performance throughout the playoffs. Do not get me wrong. But to give Joe Flacco a guy who, before that year, really wasn't, you know, 
I mean, we all know he has a huge upside, but he wasn't really showing any promise, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Malik, let me ask you, if Andy Dalton did what Joe Flacco did in a contract year, would you give him that contract? Well, then he win the Super Bowl, too. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If Andy Dalton did a contract year for the Bengals, because, Brian, are you a Patriots fan? Yes, I am. All right, um, so you, you're definitely out of this equation because you're totally spoiled with championships. I'm a Bears fan, absolutely, and and and, <laughs> and Malik is a Bengals fan, so we're kind of in the same boat. Would I give no, Jay Cutler that that contract if he does what Joe Flacco did? Hell yeah, I'll sell my soul for a championship at this point. So I would be, I would marry a <laughs> guy true. for the next six years for a championship. You, that's just my opinion, Malik. I'm sure you feel the same. No, I I I, I do, I do, and um. Here's 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 here. I think here's where my issue comes. In. It's not so much that the player is being given the contract. It's more so what the contract, this contract. the logistics of the contract, the logistics of the contract, yeah. the in-depth details of the contract, the guaranteed money of the contract, like what it states. Because then it puts teams in holes. Look at look at Andy Dalton's contract, for instance. Everybody saw Andy Dalton's contract, and I remember the media went crazy. They're like. What in the world? He does not deserve it. But that's a lot of people don't know his contract. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people don't also know that his contract does not state, you know, oh, he's getting this, uh, he's getting ninety million. He's not getting ninety nine million. I mean, ninety million. What he, what he, what it states is he has to win a playoff game in order to get it. By Andy Dalton, it was, it was not his fault. He missed. It was not Andy Dalton that he missed last year's game. But a lot of, of people course. do not know what I'm about to say. He missed out on $13 million by missing last year's playoff game. Mm. He lost $13 million. Wait, and if he would have lost in the playoff game. No, that's not I'm not assuming that at all. I'm, I'm Anybody who knows me, I'm a huge AJ McCarron fan. Um, Andy Dalton. No, but he doesn't Andy get Dalton, that $13 million if he loses, right? No, he doesn't. Hello, does yeah, he doesn't get the he doesn't he doesn't get the thirteen million if he loses. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't that's get, uh, yeah. Every year, Andy Dalton does not miss a playoff game. He misses out on the money. The only money that was guaranteed to Andy Dalton was seventeen million in that contract. The rest was you had to earn. So essentially, oh, and an, another thing, his clause in the contract says that if he can't win a playoff game, the Bengals can cut him and owe him no money. So, with that being said. I think that's a smart way to do a contract. Or how the Cowboys did Greg Hardy last year. I don't know if you guys remember, Cowboys signed Greg Hardy to a contract last year where it was, I want to say, he got played for every game he played. So if he missed a game through injury or something like that, he didn't play. I mean, he didn't get paid. And it was also a sack incentive or something like that in there that he didn't meet, obviously. But... Well, to switch gears, go ahead, Mike. That's all fun. I didn't have anything. Oh, wait, who? Oh, that was Brian that's about to say something? I mean, I'm just saying, like, we don't know if those details will come out about Tyra Taylor's contract later. Because I didn't know that about Andy Dalton. Because, you know, I I don't follow the Bengals like you do, obviously. But, I mean, we we don't know. I, I hope there's something in there. That's actually a really, really smart contract for the Bengals. The way you put it, that's really smart. That's like a perfect idea for a quarterback like Andy Dalton. But, I mean, if you have had bad quarterbacks in the past, 
you'd have like JP Rossman and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Drew Bledsoe and all those Kyle Wharton and all these subpar quarterbacks. The past like ten years since past ten twenty years since Jimmy Jim Kelly retired. I mean, what do you want, like? So I guess yeah. choosers in this case, but, you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you I know what you mean. So we're gonna get we're now gonna switch gears. I don't wanna make this a Bengal Patriot type of show. Uh, Mike, let's talk about fantasy, yes, sir. man. Who you know, uh we also gonna be doing the fantasy league starting up soon, but that's beside the point. I think I'm gonna win our fantasy league that we do here, guys, just saying. Uh, <laughs> uh who uh, picks Mike? Who do you? Who is the? Who are the hot quarterbacks or the hot players? Who? Who would you tell people to pick? Who would you tell people to stay away from? I know it's a little early still, but you know, football season's heating up. We're getting to that point. Antonio Brown looked phenomenal last week, even though it's preseason. He picked up where he left off, and it looked like he lost a little bit of weight. Just me, just from what I saw, he looked a little like slimmer. But what? Uh, who are your? Uh, who are your sleepers, Mike? And who are? Who would you tell people to stay away from? Yeah, it's definitely the uh, the year of the receiver. Uh, like you said, people are uh, are going crazy over receivers. Um, you have almost like, you know, like 25 receivers, 20, 20 to 25 receivers going in the first three rounds in the 12-man league. So, I mean, um, some people um, want to try the zig-zag method, why everybody zigs, you zag, snatch up, you know, tight ends, quarterbacks, running backs. Um, and then, you know, uh, choose your wide receivers later or mix them in or um, so wide receivers. I mean, let's see, what do I got here? Let me look at my list. Some players that I have a lot in a lot of my drafts um, in the top, in the top 30 picks, in the top 30 picks. Um, let's see. I, 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 I like Eddie Lacy on a bounce back year. Um, I really like T.Y. Hill, and I think Luck is going to have a good year. So I would take any of his three receivers. Not very crazy about Dwayne, Dwayne Allen. Um, but I would take any of his uh, for fantasy um, league with wide receivers. I like staying with uh, quarterbacks, obviously, that I know distribute the ball. So I'll take any Saint. I'll take any Packer. I'll take any Patriot, you know, at the right spot. Um, let's see what we got down here. Yeah, um, uh, a little bit later on in the 50s, I like guys like uh, uh, DeMar Kamari, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I don't mind Danny Woodhead. I, I like Frank Gore. I thought he was uh, he was steady. Steady Eddie last year mm-hmm. as a number two in the eighth round. I thought he was value. Um, Carson Palmer is a wide uh, a quarterback. I would like uh, like a little bit later on. Sterling Shepard is going to be rising up the boards um, with Victor Cruz kind of being a little bit uh, unsure yeah. now. He's another one talking about contracts getting money. Uh, we were speaking about before a guy like Victor Cruz got his money and then you know. Um, but uh, so Sterling Shepard is probably going to be shooting up a lot of people's boards. Um, Kevin White is somebody a lot of people like. Amir Abdullah. Yeah, um, yes. has a chance in, in Detroit. That Detroit offense is going to be a, a, a wild card to everybody because it's completely different now, obviously, without Megatron. So we don't know. Everyone assumes Golden, Golden Tate is going to be the man. But I like Ebron if he's healthy. Actually, a lot. I like Ebron. Um, I know he had a little incident with his Achilles, but monitoring that. Um, that being said, I, I like him a whole heck of a lot. Um, Zach Ertz, I like a lot. Um the contract. I mean, the wide receivers, the, the rookie wide receivers, you just take your pick. I mean, Corey yeah. Coleman is, is having a real good camp. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I like, yes, you know, obviously this is the time of year where everyone looks good and um, everyone's having a good camp. And, you know, um, just so let me uh, I, go ahead. 
I have a question for you. And a perfect I, matter of fact, I have a question for Brian, and I have a question for you, Mike. But I want you to answer the question first, Mike. In a perfect world, if you're, you're you know you're you're there on draft day, and you know it's time to pick who you want to be captain your your fantasy football team to be your quarterback. And let's just say in a perfect world, every quarterback is still on the board. Hypothetically speaking, of course. Hmm. Who do you pick? Oh, goodness. Um, I really like Breeze a lot this year. I mean, um, but I'd go with Andrew Luck. If I had to pick one guy, you go with Andrew I, feel like, uh, I feel like he's ready for a bounce back year. They worked on the offensive line a little bit. Philip Dorsett matured a little bit. I think he's ready to take over. Moncrief is ready for a breakout year. They play inside eight games a year, which I think matters. I don't know how much people take that into consideration, but ideal playing, you know, environment, I think, uh, helps him out a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I would take Andrew Luck. Okay, so this is going to be a three-part serious question, by the way. So, Brian, we're going to go to you now. In a perfect world, okay. please don't be biased. Please don't be biased. Take into account Tom Brady's suspension. So no, yeah, that's right. all these things. Yeah, who I, I is, wouldn't keep... in a perfect in a, in a perfect world, who is the quarterback that you pick? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, um, I'd probably if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Philip Rivers. Um, I Phillip just think Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a stats sheet stuffer. He's the compiler who puts up a bunch of numbers and doesn't win a lot of games. He has um. Last year, Keenan Allen was on pace to set all kinds of receiving records before he got hurt. I think he'll come back. I won't think he'll be as a, I don't think he'll be as effective, but I think he'll be equally almost and a little bit worse than last year. But that's enough for Philip Rivers fantasy wise. Plus, they play in San Diego. San Diego is a good offensive team. They don't even have much of a run game. They have to throw the ball like 40 times a game, and they have nice weather, like you said about the dome situation for Andrew Luck. So I would probably pick Philip Rivers or maybe Drew Brees. But that's just me. But you So, you know, if I had to pick, this is going to be a bit of a wildcat card. In a perfect world, I'm picking RG3. Oh, boy. I'm picking RG3. <laughs> and the reason why I'm picking RG3 is because I think there is no player. Yes, you hear it live on the right way. You hear it first. You hear it from me. There is no player who I think is going to have a better year you know, a bounce back here, I should say. Than oh, I was going to say. I think he's in the perfect. I think he's in the perfect situation. I think he's getting his confidence back. And I, I, a lot of people forget RG three is very, very. He's still a dynamic player. His entire thing was, I think, it was having the right coaching around him, having the people, you know, the right people investing in him and wanting him to be there. So, in a perfect world. I know this may sound crazy. I know people are like, what in the world is he talking about right now? I can only imagine yeah, Mike's me. face right now. I know Mike so well. I, I, could just, I, could, um, I could just picture your face right now. I'm thinking RG3, though, man. I believe RG is going to have a fast back here. He's going to shock a lot of people. And I think Hugh Jackson, if there's one coach to, I knew to light a fire I knew that was to coming. get him going, yeah. it's going to be Hugh Jackson. It's going to be Hugh Jackson. He, he, he will get the best out of his players. He will he will unlock he will unlock quote unquote RG three's Da Vinci code. You heard it first here. He is going to unlock RG three. He is going to unlock that Browns offense, and the Browns offense is going to be rocking and rolling this year. Just not when they play the Bengals. 
But um, for anyone else, that being so said, <laughs> with that being said, the next question: World, guys, Mike, in a perfect world, what tight end would you pick? Oh come on, man! You can't ask me that. I'm a Gronk guy, man. I've had Gronk the last two years. I've had the championship the last two years. Um, I, am I going to go for Gronk this year? I'm not sure. Um, but I'll, I'll go with somebody other than Gronk just for the sake of the conversation. Um, give me Colby Cleaner. Oh, Colby really? Cleaner. Yeah, I. Uh, That's an interesting I, one. Yeah. I'm intrigued by Fleener. I thought, I thought, um, I thought they made Ben Watson the top ten tight end last year, and he's older than shit. And uh, I, I think Fleener is way more athletic and um, in a good situation. Okay, I can, I, I can respect that. Brian, who would you pick? I mean, obviously, I would, I would have to go with Gronkowski, but I for the sake of this. I'm, no, no, I, no, I go with who you want, because Flynn is off the board. Flynn is the first tight end picked off the board from Michael Piccarelli. You can pick whoever you want. You're not going to tell me you're well, going to pick Gronkowski. Well, then I'm going to pick Gronkowski, even without Brady the first four games. I've seen what Garoppolo's done in the first two preseason games, and he's only hit tight ends. He's only hit Bennett, and he's only hit that new kid that uh, I, forget, I don't even know his name. It's like rookie who's going to be on the practice squad, and he had like 70 yards of saving today. So, I mean, even with Garoppolo, Gronk is going to put up numbers. And with Brady, you know he's going to put up numbers. When he's healthy, they win. And their offense is 10 times better than without him. So, I mean, but if it was anyone else, I would have to go with your boy. I would have to go with your boy, Tyler Eifert, though. That's if Gronk was off the board. <laughs> well, 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 well. If I had to make this, uh, I don't care if Gronk's off the board, on the board. I don't care if Kobe Flanner's on the board. I'm staying far, far, far away from Tyler Eifert if I'm everybody in fantasy. I'm staying far away from Tyler Eifert. And because Tyler Eifert seems to be best friends with something called the injury bug. And (laughs) if I'm a fantasy guy, let me tell you something, guys. I didn't win fantasy. I didn't win a fantasy championship two years in a row reigning champion for picking injured, injury-prone players, okay? Listen, I understand, well, just said you and I understand all these things. You just said RG3. No, that this, year, this year is different, though, because I said, he, I said he's going to have a bounce back here. He's the guy I'm picking because I know he's going to be there, and I know nobody else is going to pick him. And I know I, I, I have enough faith in RG3 that he's going to have a crazy, you know, crazy bounce back here. But – Back to the tight end situation, as I'm saying. If I, I don't care who's on the board. The tight end that I'm going with is Mr. Mr. Wayne, New Jersey, Greg Olson. Oh, He's who I'm going with. Greg I'm going with Greg oh. Olson because him, the chemistry, him, and, and you know what, Brian? You see what you just did right there? You said, oh, I forgot about it. See, that's what a lot I of did. people do. Yeah, a lot right. of people do this. A lot of people do this. Not just fans. I mean people on the field, too. They tend to forget about Greg Olson. But let me tell you guys something. This year. That was a good line. Greg Olson. Greg Olson is going to have another great year because of the chemistry he has with his quarterback, Cam Dewey. I mean, at this point, Greg Olson should be getting paid wide receiver money because this guy is consistent. He is the most consistent receiver 
that the Carolina Panthers had is the most consistent tight end in the NFL, if you ask me. Like mm, I, I don't know about that, but okay. Greg Olson, he's more durable than any tight end in the NFL. You know what you're getting out of him. That's just my pick. But to the next three-part question. In a perfect world, guys, fantasy. Mike, who, what defense are you picking to be the defense to catapult hmm. your team to the top? Hmm. Good question. I haven't really studied much, I really studied much defense, Malik. Well, let's just go over pa- let's go the past knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just rolling through my head. Um, I think I mean obviously Denver Denver's a good choice. Houston's a good choice. Uh, Arizona intrigues me a little bit. Um, Minnesota intrigues me a lot. Um, I'll take uh, even though I'm a Bears fan, I'll take Minnesota. Okay, I can respect that. That defense does look on fire. All right, Brian. Yeah. It's all on you, man. Uh, In a perfect world, was, what defense would you pick? I was I was thinking Minnesota. I might take Buffalo. I just I I don't I need a defense. It's hard to see in the preseason when it's hard to predict what type of turnovers a team is gonna force throughout the regular season. I was thinking of um, Buffalo or Minnesota, but since Minnesota's that. off the board, Minnesota's off the board, so, so I think, have to so go with Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, that, that pass rush. That so, pass rush. So in yeah. a perfect in, in a perfect world for me, you know, I've, you know, people are talking about the Jaguars this year and all the pickups that they made, but I have a I have a funny feeling that that chemistry isn't going to be able to all come together. That's just my opinion. Plus, they're the Jaguars, so you know how that is. In a, hmm. Yeah, in a perfect world, Mike <laughs> and Brian, the defense that I'm picking three. Three, three, three letters. L-O-B. The Legion of Boom. And let me tell you why I'm picking the Legion of Boom, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Brandon Browner is back with the Seahawks. Uh, Richard Sherman is still with the Seahawks. Jeremy Lane at the nickel cornerback. Strong safety up top. Cam, hard-hitting, the hardest-hitting safety in the league. Cam Chancellor, Mr. Ballhawk, Earl Thomas, and the list goes on. Like I said, this year, the Seattle Seahawks will return to the dominant form because everybody's like, oh, you think Brandon Browner's going to make that impact? No, no, people don't understand. Even though Brandon Browner does have his struggles with holding people and pass interference, a lot of people don't want to throw to that somebody with that, with that huge of a frame. Him and Richard Sherman work perfectly together because they're both two tall cornerbacks who force you to throw it underneath. And when you have a great corner, slot cornerback like – uh, I I think Jeremy Lane is. Uh, it's going to force them, to, uh, teams, to run the ball. And then that's when we start talking about the Seattle linebacking core and then the Seattle defensive line. This year, teams will have a hard, hard time dealing with the Legion of Boom. Mark my words. Mark my words. But if I had to pick a second team, I'm going with a team that nobody mentioned. Mike, you didn't mention it. Brian, you didn't mention it. And I do not know why the Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, uh, the list goes on. The Arizona Cardinals defense is continually underlooked every single year. But ladies and gentlemen, fantasy players out there, fantasy experts, whomever, I'm telling you guys, 
if Minnesota's off the board, if Legion of Boom is off the board, and I'm telling you, Jacksonville's going to be off the board early this year because of the huge signings that they made with Malik Jackson and et cetera. If they are off the board, I'm telling you guys to go with the Arizona Cardinals. This team, if they don't know how to do one thing, one thing they know how to do is turn the ball over. They know how to get turnovers. Mm -hmm. They know how to intercept your team. They know how to cause fumbles. They're a ball-hawking team. This is what they do. This is what they live for. So trust, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Go with the Arizona Cardinals. So with the last part of the question, and now this is going to be a very, very broad one because so many people just – Select from basically in a perfect world. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put it into two. In a perfect world, give me your top running back and your top receiver. Mike, go. Uh, <laughs> oh God, is that Gurley and Antonio? Man, Antonio Brown for sure. He's the number one receiver. He's the number one player in fantasy this year. Um, why wouldn't I want him? And 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 Gurley, man. I mean, I'm a Gurley guy. I think he's ready for. Uh, I'm ready for his twenty plus touches, and he's gonna take the league over. Okay, okay, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I mean, you know, DJ Khaled thinks the same thing because he's like, you know, Todd Gurley, my man. You know, once you once you're in with the whole <laughs> DJ Khaled, like you know, that's when you know you made it. Um, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Here, man. In a perfect world where, you know, okay, so he got Tyler Gurley off the board and you also got Antonio Brown off the board. They're, they cannot be used anymore. Name me your two, your your wide receiver and your running back. Go. Um, Running back, I, even though he's out for however long he's out in the first few games, I'm going to go to the left up. Le'Veon Bell is going to be great again if he can stay on the freaking field this uh, season, which we, we don't yeah, know. Oh, my God. Um, I would take that risk for Le'Veon Bell and just draft a solid backup. Um, at wide receiver, I'm going to go with the guy who was hurt last year. I'm going to go with Des Bryant. I think Des Bryant, I'm going to say, I think he's going to lead the league in receiving yards this year. Des Bryant and Tony Romo are going to be freaking insane, okay? Des Bryant's going to rip mm-hmm. the whole league up like Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Coming back, nobody's talking about this one. Nobody's talking about him. Everyone's talking about Antonio Brown. Everybody's talking about Odell Beckham. Nobody talks about Des Bryant. And Des Bryant is pound for pound up there as the best or second best receiver in the NFL. And he has a quarterback who can get him the ball consistently. <laughs> Tony Romo, if he, stays, if he stays healthy, Tony Romo will have a great season because they can run the ball. They can set up the play action. They can go beat the Bryant, who is the mm. best football receiver in the NFL. I think that's Bryant will have a huge, huge season for the Cowboys this year. So, yeah, those are my two. Uh, okay. Well, you just made it a little bit easier for me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we love the right way. Because, you know, you get to voice your opinion. You get to, you get to voice how you feel, even if, even if it's crazy. But like my, I would have – I'd have to say, my receiver, my receiver that I would have to pick is Odell Beckham, obviously. (laughs) He's the most consistent receiver in the NFL, consistently. He guarantees you, if not 85 yards a game, 185 to 100 yards a game, guaranteed. That's just a fact. Um, I think second, I have to go with my main man, Adrian Peterson. 
I got to go with Adrian Peterson, AP. AP consistently proved the NFL that he still has it. He hasn't lost a step. And he's still one of the most dynamic, you know, running backs. I think he's, still, I think he's the best running back in the league still, personally. I do too. But, you know, that remains to be, you know, I think they're just going to have another great year. But, you know, uh, Mike, any closing remarks at all that you got for us? Um, yeah, I, I like your choices. Um, that was very electrifying. Um, and Adrian, is he more uh, consistent than Antonio Brown? Is I don't think Odell is more consistent than Antonio Brown. I don't think anybody's more That's consistent what I'm than Antonio too. Brown. I don't think so. That's I mean, yeah, yeah, but those are literally two of the top three guys. You know, four yeah. guys. Um, so it's easier to kind of like you know. Um, Go between the two of them. Uh, Adrian, the only thing that scares me about Adrian is third downs. He doesn't really play a lot of third downs. You know, again, he doesn't catch any balls. So, in a PPR, you have to get 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns in order for him to really, uh, you know, match some numbers from other guys who catch the ball a little bit more. But, you know, both great picks, Malik. Um, Really looking forward to the season. Um, Let me know when you want to get down with this draft. We could do our teams. Um, Put it out for some listeners or – yeah, so uh, we'll get that going. Um, Brian, it was nice to uh, to be on with you. Um, well, nice to meet you. Me. I'm just really looking forward to things. Uh, so, Brian, I'm actually a Bears fan, and they play the Patriots this evening. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I, yep. haven't, I haven't checked anything out yet, but as long as everybody stays healthy, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, New England's up absolutely, at Absolutely, right absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have run out of time here on the right way. Like I said, we were not planning to, you know, invade your ears for, you know, too long today. We just kind of wanted to get down to what's going on with, uh, you know, preseason and how everything's shaping up pretty much. You know, uh, it, it should be a very, very electrifying season. I like that word you use, Mike, electrifying. I like that. It should be uh, an electrifying season. I'm very, very excited to see uh, what, you know, what, what transpires. But before we go, Mike, before we go, Brian, i got to do a what's going on moment. Just one. I have one. Just one to do. For those who don't know, what we do on the show is what's going on. It's basically like, like, what in the world were you thinking? Like, what's going on? What's going on in your mind, basically? You know, and, and you know, when it comes to the NFL. So my what's going on moment goes to James Harrison. James Harrison, Clay, Clay, uh, Clay Matthews, and Julius Peppers. Just interview with the guy. Just interview with the NFL investigator about this whole Al Jazeera report. Don't risk your entire NFL season on it. You know, just cooperate. <laughs> let it happen. Whether they're wrong or right, I understand you want to stand up for NFL players and all that stuff like that. But listen, man, you could have got through, you kind of got this done earlier on in, in the off season. Okay, we're we're now we're now we're now what two weeks away from the NFL from the start of the NFL season. Come on now, just get it over with. All right, meet with the guy, prove your innocence, and go on. Because let me say something: if you won't sit down and talk with them about, you know, what's going on, <laughs> you know, there, you know, what happens? They, people can quickly assume, you know, that you're hiding something. So just sit down with them, you know, let them know that you weren't using any form of enhancement drugs and all whatever the reports going on, saying, and just get it over with. Players want to see you on the field. Clay Matthews, players want to see you. Play, play, players want to see you. You know, the Packers faithful want to see you play, man. They want to see you kill the beer, Bears. They want to see you smash the Bears. They want to see you sack Jay Cutler five times. This is what they want to see. Isn't that right, Mike? 
Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> um, Julius Peppers, this is your, like one of your your last few years in the NFL, maybe your last year. Don't change your entire legacy over this. And James Harrison, same with you. You're about to be on your way out. You got like a year left in you, or two years, something like that. You know, don't change your legacy by, you know, trying to stand up for for players or whatever the case may be. Because nine times out of the nine times out of ten, these players would probably probably wouldn't do the same thing you're doing. But anyway, that's beside the point. That is beside the point. That was just my what's going on moment. What do you guys think about the situation, real quick? If you guys have anything to say. Go ahead, bro. Um, I agree with everything that you have to say. Um, anytime you wait, anytime you try to put off something like that, it makes you look that much more suspicious. Almost like breaking your cell phone. I don't know who would do that. Um, yeah. but it, yeah, you just, just, just get it done. Um, just, just move on. Just get it over with. There's no need to. And you know, Al Jazeera's had some shady reports in the past. So, I mean, it's it's whatever. Okay. I just hope that I get to see him on the field as soon as possible. You know. Well, that's just me. I, you know, yeah. Right. Mike, got anything to say about? Yeah, unfortunate situation for the NFL. I mean, you know, the the parallels to the whole Brady uh, situation, you know, um, where it's kind of like an outside doors. Yeah, no, nah, you know, it's it's you know, I, again, I'm a Brady fan. I thought it was all BS. Um, but uh, it's tough, man. If they go ahead and, you know, testify, they're pretty much at the beck and call of the NFL, and that's kind of outside the yeah. players' agreement. So they don't, you know, so it's it's a tough call. But I guess just talk to them, get it over with, you know, pick and choose your battles maybe. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this yeah. is all the time that we have on the right way. I just want to let you guys know, you can reach us, me, Mike, my, you can reach me, Malik Wright, uh, Michael Piccarelli, our fantasy, guy, our fantasy guy, I like to call him our fantasy expert. I like to call my fantasy expert a fantasy guru guy. <laughs> um, um, you can you can you can reach out to Brian. You can follow us at our new Gmail account, the right way at bsp dot com. Uh, you know, forward all your emails. You know, over to that to that now uh, to that you know, now that user handler because I was getting my email flooded a little bit with uh, a lot of questions and stuff like that, and I that's kind of like my separate email, whatever the case may be, but. Like I said, you can reach us at the right way at BSP. Follow us on Facebook at the at the right way with Malik Wright. Uh, reach us on Instagram at the right way at BSP, and same thing for Twitter at the right way at BSP. Like I said, we're listening. We're, we're looking to take all your questions. Any questions you have for Mike, you know, he'll answer them for next week's show. Uh, same goes for me and Brian. Always open. Like I said, we talk anything and all things NFL. It was a great show, although we weren't on in your earways for for too long. You know, it was a good show. We got some things off our chest. I'm really looking forward to next week's show, guys. But remember, as always, the show will always go on. Take care. Lay.
played Put chains all on your soul and put whisk up on your back They be lying through they teeth, hope you slip up off your path I don't switch up, I just laugh Put my kicks up on they desk, unaffected by they threats Then get busy on they See, that's how that shot down made me That's how my daddy raised me That glycerin may not be gold Don't let nobody play me If you are my homeboy You never have to pay me Go on and put your hands up When times is hard you stand up Oh, you be the man Cause the brand that's the fan Trust so even if they ban us They'll never slow my plans up Oh 